the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about retirement, saving money, and building up wealth in understanding the world today, which every day gets more complicated, and we strive to, to keep you ahead of the curve of where things are going. Our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. More than ever, this is why this is important today. We're now seeing the markets are off very substantially uh, with the the S&P 500 is down down 15% year to date. Uh, and the NASDAQ's down 30%. And, and quite frankly, if you own NASDAQ stocks, your stocks are probably down a lot more than that. And that, that's just in the last, you know, four, four months. And, and so four and a half, which is extraordinary. We're off to one of the worst starts, uh, the third worst start since 19, the 1930s. I think it was 34 and 37. I might be wrong on that. And, uh, and it, you know, it's, it's gotten worse than that, so it could be even a little worse. And so this is the reason why you you want to conservatively manage money. And, and when you see clouds cropping up on the horizon, you, 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 want, to, you want to have a defensive position. And, and so you want, to, you want to have more conservative investments, cash on the sidelines, shorter-term bonds. And, and, and we live in a world that, that is rapidly changing. The, the theme that really has been over the last, uh, you know, Really, nine months or so. It's really that 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 uh, the, the world is changing. That 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 the the uh, the actually it's been a year really that tech stocks were overvalued. Uh, they they they've come to dominate the indexes. We 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 said this is the end of not the end of but but it, it, the indexing era is coming to a close. Uh, which over the last twenty years has has been a pretty good way to invest. But as we pointed out, the indexes on, on most, uh, well, well, you know, I don't know, six, eight months ago, the indexing was dominating, uh, that uh, the, the tech and indexing was dominating uh, the indexes. It was up about 28% of the indexes, and, and the tech stocks were extraordinarily expensive. This culminated in, in, in writing in the report that, it, you know, five or six of the tech stocks, Apple, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Google, uh, Facebook, uh, 
and maybe Netflix, where it worked out to be about a nine-point-something trillion-dollar market capitalization at the time when we said, look, the U.S. economy is a 20% a $20 trillion, approximately $20 trillion economy. It's very difficult for a $20 trillion economy to hold up $9 trillion worth of stocks. And when they come, start coming down, there's not enough money in the world to keep this stuff up, even if you're the Federal Reserve. And uh, we didn't say even if you're the Federal Reserve. But uh, it, so here we are today. These stocks have fallen. Over 50% of the stocks have fallen over 50%, which is an extraordinary number. Uh, the damage in, in the tech sector is, is unlike anything I've seen since 1999. Hence, hence, if you're in the indexes, you're in trouble. And many of these indexes were overweighted. I mean, we saw some of these indexes where people were putting quite a bit of money into that, that, that were overweighted using different calculations closer to 35% tech. It, 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 and, and so here we are. It, it, the interesting thing is, well, there was two groups in, in the technology sector. There was the, there was the big technology companies, which were overvalued. Uh, very overvalued, but they weren't just extraordinarily overvalued. They weren't at 100 times earnings. But the problem was they, the market capitalization was was so gigantic, it was starting to overwhelm the economy. And then we had a lesser group underneath it that were making no money, but assured you they were going to be making a fortune in, in 2026, 2027, 2028, you know, five years from now. It, and it just with extraordinary valuations. And, and and now these companies are, are, are uh, they, you know, they're, they're sort of being exposed. But look, they might or they might not be there, get that level. And, and, and the spend of these companies was out of control. I, I think one of the things that's going to come out of this is there's a lot of companies that have to lay off a lot of people, I think, in the tech sector to kind of control their cash burn. Too many of these companies have just spending, been spending too much money. I, I think some of the big caps, I, I, I think if you, if you sit there and look at, at particularly Google, Facebook, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft, uh, some of those companies, they, look, they, they pretty much have become monopolies in a way and, and really had outside pricing power. And, and I'm not sure how long that's going to hold up over, over the long term either. So, so, so I, I, think, I, I think what we're looking at is, is that, that, you can, that you can sit there and it, it, these are good companies, but you, they reach a point where they just become too expensive. So people are over-concentrated in the sector. They were in the wrong sector. Look, this year has been a disaster in the investing market. I, I was out with some uh, dinner with some people last night, and you got a lot of young people. They're not doing well. They're, they're, their stocks are down. Their cryptos are down. I mean, pretty much everything anybody's doing is down right now. But if you're in the right things, you know, thank God we're in Texas because uh, well, we understood this better than most people. Oil and gas is up this year to date. Yeah, just looking at the chart of oil and gas, let's, let's just check and see where that was getting of the year. Uh, we were very fortunate. There, we've had you know decades, as we wrote, wrote about our most recent Max Out Savings Report, we've had a decade of, uh, not a decade, but we, we've since about 2015 of underinvestment, which culminated in the, in the Biden win and, and the Democrats moving to uh, to uh, defund the oil and gas sector. So we had another two years of virtually no uh, no uh, uh, production of oil and gas, it, it, and so here we are today at, uh, at levels we haven't seen. So looking at oil and gas, uh, oil, oil was at $75 at the end of the year, and here it is. It's 110 today. Oil's going up. Oil stocks have gone up. 
a uh, matter of fact, we lightened up a little bit. You know, we, the, our stuff has gone up so much, and we, we just felt we want to pull a little off the table in here uh, because you never know what the Biden administration is going to do. But, but, but it's been the place to be. Uh, grains, farming, uh, metals, they, they've done very well this year. Uh, it, it, so if you're in the right sectors, utilities, uh, those things, places, uh, you know, stable demand, those type of things – are doing pretty well. Telephones, you know, because because even if the economy slows, they, plus they have some pricing power with inflation. You want to be in things that, that there's shortages. So there's been money made this year in a, in a horrific in a, in a horrific investment environment. This is, you know, we were able to see this. I won't say we were managing money in the 70s because we clearly were not. But uh, but the people I learned from. My mentors, they, they, they were the, the top, some of the top most successful investors in the 1970s, which, which is in that investment. You had to be very targeted in what you're investing in. You had to have something that, that could make their money. It, it just wasn't going to go up because the indexes were going up. It, it's a different world, and, and so we're seeing that. And, and so there's different sectors. And one of the problems, look, we're dealing with, we're talking to a lot of people coming in, and looking at some of these accounts, I'm really shocked on, on, on how many of these, these accounts are, were just poorly managed. I mean, they were in small cap, mid cap, large cap. That's no diversification. I mean, look at the S&P 500 down 15% year to date. The NASDAQ's down 29%. The Russell 2000 is off about, let me see, where I, had, I just looked at that a second ago. The Russell 2000's off 20% year to date. Uh, you know, it, 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 these things all look pretty much the same, uh, you know, across the board. And emerging markets haven't hasn't done well either. So uh, it, it's it's the same thing in, in their bond funds. Their bond funds were long term bonds, mid term bonds, overseas bonds. Uh, develop, it develop, and they all went down. But if you were in short term bonds in the bond area, if you're short, look, you you lost a little bit of money, but it wasn't. Like like if you if you looked at the normal stuff, let me give you an example on on just the uh, let's see here, kick over here to this section right here. If if we look at the thirty year bond is down about let's see here okay down about year to date about fourteen percent on the trip down fourteen fourteen point nine five depending on on which contract it was. Uh, looking at the ten-year, you're down eight and a half percent, eight point six percent. Looking at the five-year, you're down six percent here. If you're in two-year bonds, you're down three percent. You see how this goes. And so, it, look. So, if you're in shorter-term stuff, maybe you're down three percent. Uh, if you're in the uh, the uh, the three-month euro-dollar, you're down one point one point two four, one point eight percent, somewhere in there. So, so again, by being in shorter-term assets, you, you were down just a little bit being long-term. So if you weren't paying attention, if you didn't understand that inflation was starting to surge, the Federal Reserve was going to have to raise rates. Even if they, the Fed did not raise rates at eight and a half, well, at the time it wasn't eight and a half, but at five or six, seven percent inflation, if you didn't understand that, look, eventually investors are going to have to start selling these 30-year bonds because the, the inflation is going to discount them to very large losses. The, the, if you didn't understand that, you were, you were in longer-term bonds and, and you, you were in trouble. And so these people did not understand how to invest in, in the world today. And so it's a different world. 
and so, so here we are. The question is, is the inflation going to go away? If you look at it, as we've talked about in this show, is it transitory? That's what the Federal Reserve said. They said that a year and a half ago. Well, we've said the whole time that, yes, inflation is transitory, but the problem is, at what point is it, does it go away? Does it go away in, in two months, or does it go away in, in Weimar, Germany, after a I want to say I've got to go back and remember that, but I want to say three and a half years in wiping out the the uh, is it the Deutschmark or whatever the currency was at the time, it, it, it wiped out the currency with massive amounts of inflation. So you have to understand that. So you've got to start pulling back. The a couple couple things that we we just some ideas on inflation. I want you to understand. We've had trouble generating inflation for the last twenty years. Now, what happened during that time frame? China has been, has been taking over our manufacturing, stealing jobs, literally stealing technology. I can remember 20 years ago when one of our clients from DuPont said, yeah, we put a plant in China. I forgot the city at the time. He said, five miles down the road, they put another plant that produced exactly the same thing and stole all our technology. And they just had to kind of talk. But so... So they've been taking factories, moving production to China, closing our factories here. Well, that's been causing depreciation. I, it was, you know, the, the numbers are between one and, and about two and a half percent of GDP every year we've been losing to the Chinese from shipping stuff over there. Well, that's starting to reverse now. So what was it? A, 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 the problem is, if I go it, it, five years ago, I said, look, I'm raising prices. I called you up, our listener. I said, look, we're raising prices on our products here. You'll go, hey, Ted, I'll just go buy it from China. So you have to keep, you can't raise your price. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I've either got to hold the line, cut costs, or I've got to move my factory to China. Well, that's come to an end. Look, six months from now, we could be at war with China. Make no mistake about it. I mean, there's some real concerning things going on in China right now. I mean, it's about the best way to say it. So, and companies understand that. So they're like, look, we've got to at least hedge our bets. So they're moving factories back. So the inflation is coming back. So, so, so the drag that's been on inflation for the last 20 years, 20, 30 years is going away from China. Uh, the, the, the inflation is transitory. But at what level is inflation transitory? Well, typically, if you look at, at the inflation, it's a two-and-a-half-year surge. If you go back in the 70s, if you go back, it, 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 then it'll go away, then it'll come back again, or it won't go come back again. If you go back to the 30s, you go back to, during World War II, the 40s, and particularly after World War II, very similar supply chain issues, two-and-a-half-year cycles, about 20 30% increases across the board over during that time frame. So we get the same thing here. So inflation is, is there. The question is, where does it go from here? And we're going to cover that after this quick break right here on the next episode. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos 
that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. We're covering, it, covering inflation. Some, some big issues that, that, that people see that, that they maybe don't understand uh, we're talking the shift from China. China has been has been a def- massive deflationary force over the last 25, 30 years, and that's all coming to an end. The factories are coming out of China. We, you know, the companies are understand they have risk. <coughs> excuse me, to China, they have uh, they, they've got to diversify their supply chain. That that that's gonna, it's more expensive. You've got to put a factory in. Your costs are going up. We also talk about in, inflation is transitory. The, the question is how long. The average inflation is about two and a half years. The, the, this one, this one probably started uh, about a year and a half ago. So that's where we are in the process. The other thing out there that, that's different is we're getting wage price inflation. Wage price inflation is is is, is stickier. If the price of oil goes up, looking at the price of of, of oil, let me pull a chart up on that. Back, back back around 14, it, it, it was trading up around $100 a barrel, 13, uh, 12, uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. And it dropped off to uh, April uh, in 14. It dropped off and went down to $45 a barrel. That caused deflation. Prices went down. Well, if you have to give your it, – it, so, so, it, it, so wages – it wasn't just oil, but a lot of the commodities went down. So we had deflation. But the problem with – with with this is is there's wage price in, uh, inflation right now. The the other big shift that's happening is is workers now. It's over the last 25 or 30 years, employers have had all the power. 
So the employers, you know, everybody wanted to work for the big companies or whatever. They, 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 they had a huge list of a pool of people to, to, to pull from. And, and so they could, they could, they could pretty much di- dictate the terms. They could dictate the, the price. People couldn't go from job to job. There weren't that many jobs. And so they had to stick with what they were. They couldn't get raises or they weren't getting that much. They get a 2% raise a year because it was just 2% inflation. And so it, it, it was pretty easy. Well, employers are short on workers. That one of the, the, the real stands out of, the, of this uh, recovery has been they can't get workers. Uh, it, it typically, it, that happens at the very top of the cycle, but unlike anything we've ever seen, I mean, if, if you look at the, at the Federal Reserve surveys, the one thing that's the commonality across the country is nobody can find workers. So p- their companies are having to pay workers. They have to be more flexible, uh, flexible with their workers. They, you know, a lot of workers, people won't work. They don't want to go into the office. You know, they, they, they were all out for a year and didn't have to drive an hour into the office and like, hey, this is pretty nice. And, and it's just a quality of life issue. And so they're having to, to, to incentivize people. They're having to give raises. They're having to give bonuses. But many, they're raises because the prices, not only can they not find the workers, but their existing workers are going, look, boss, I mean, it's, hey, inflation's going up. Diesel's up $1.50 a gallon. My, other, my gasoline, I'm up a dollar a gallon there. Everything, I, every time I go to the grocery store, it's more expensive. You need to give us a raise. We'll give you two. No, it has to be more than 2%. Well, it's got, we've got to have a meaningful raise. Well, those are much stickier. When the price of oil goes down, it just goes down. When the price of, of, of – once you give a person a raise, it's real hard to come back and say, hey, we've got to cut everybody's wages. And so, 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 so workers have more power. So workers have more power. Uh, the, the, the factories are no longer going to China. They're coming back here. You know, one of the big things is that the cost of transportation is so high. One of the companies we, we were on the conference call, they said the cost of their freight is tw- up 20 to 35%. So it, it one of them, you know, like it sounds like they're bringing in, st- they're making the stuff here because it's cheaper than shipping it in from another country. So, they, they, so this is shift. These are more long-term trends that are coming about. So, it, so this inflation is going to be more stickier a wage price inflation is a sticky inflation. It's hard to come back from. So, so, so this is what we're dealing with, this inflation. Now, is, it, is the economy slowing? I think it is slowing. I think you're going to see some layoffs, particularly with, with some of these high-growth tech companies. Uh, I, 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 think, I, I think there's a lot of pressure right now because of, 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 consumers are really struggling with, with some of these price increases. They're, they're coming from everywhere. Look, we all remember the big run-up in oil prices. I want to say it's 2011 to 12 when gas shot, oil shot way up and commodities went up. And it was, it, but it wasn't like every single thing out there is going up, which is, which is what we're dealing with now. The conference calls across the board. It's inflation, inflation. We're struggling with costs. We're trying to contain our costs. We've locked our costs in for six months. We're year, those type of things, uh, and we're, we're, we're adjusting product. Uh, so, so these are all big things that are, that are changing in the world. So the world of just indexing and, and just riding the wave up of, 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 of constantly expanding corporate margins, moving the factories overseas, uh, you know, tech companies doing whatever they want, infinite free money, all that's changing, and it's just a much tougher environment. You're going to need smarter management. You need to be in the right industries, and you need to be people that, that, that have reasonable amounts of cash uh, on, uh, on the balance sheet they can navigate through. I mean, it, 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 all of those things, it, it just makes it a, a, a much tougher world out there right now. It, and, 
And, and so this is what we're seeing. With so, so you've got to be have a defensive plan in place. You've got to have higher higher levels of cash to protect yourself. It, it, and you want to sit there and uh, and you don't want to push your money so hard to make money. Uh, one of the things wealthier people do is they're they're a lot more cautious with the money. I was, I was talking to a uh, someone in our office this weekend. It, 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 you know, it was it, we're talking about some of the really wealthy people. They love to talk about uh, a stock they have, particularly if it's if it's a small stock that's jumped up, a tech stock that they made a hundred percent in the last four months, or or they did a private placement and, and they have a a, a, a a private equity deal that did real well or something. They love to talk about that type of stuff. It it, it, it gives people the wrong impression that wealthy people are doing nothing but, you know, speculative deals because those are the most fun to talk about. It's not no fun to talk about your short-term bonds. It's no fun to talk about municipal bonds. It's, it's no fun to – well, real estate somewhat fun, you know, because the prices are going up right now. But more conservative – it's no fun to talk about your Exxon stock or, you know, or, 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 or your, you know, uh, you know, other good high-quality blue chips that are just slowly going up. It, 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 it's, it's much more fun to talk about, you know, some new stock that has the latest uh, software package that's, that, that's going to make a fortune. And, and, and so understand that big, wealthy people are much more cautious with their money. It was, uh, you know, uh, uh, talking to a friend of mine this week about, you know, uh, a, 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 a condo he's in and, and a vacation home and the people next to him aren't, haven't done anything with it. They're slowly fixing it over five years. And, and the answer just might be that they, you know, they have so many things that, that it's like they're just taking their time with it, it and they don't need to push it so far. They don't need to sit there and, it, it, and push it. it and so it, it, if you're working your money too hard, if you're pushing it too hard, if you're trying to get too big of a return, if you're all in the, in the NASDAQ, because that's where the biggest returns are, that you're over-concentrated and have the biggest risk. So understand it's just a different world, and these big shifts are, are coming on, and I, th- I think people are really starting to see where we're going. And, and so this is, this is one of the things. Uh, another big trend out there is, 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 is really, is, you know, well, not, not another one, but, but the war in the Ukraine. As we've said, I mean, from the minute the sanctions, we watched the Russian war, uh, we, we felt like they were going to invade uh, for a couple of specific reasons. But the thing that was shocking to us is the Biden administration's sanctions went th- was a scorched day earth policy, which were going to have massive long-term implications globally. I mean, really, it, it's an extraordinarily, uh, I mean, aggressive, incredibly aggressive gambling uh, policy. The United States went all in to take down Russia, and they put all their chips on the table. They went all in. The only thing we didn't do is commit troops, and 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 I think that was I, I think it was a, a, a personally I think it's a, it's a catastrophic foreign policy mistake because the cost to 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 the loss of commodities, to the loss of faith in central banks, to to the to the to, to the uh, shortages of oil and gas and food and wheat and fertilizer, it, it, it's going to it's going to ricochet around the world and, and cause massive amounts of problems. As much as as we like to complain about the price of of, of gasoline or or the price of apples went up at the store, 
30 percent. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's an inconvenience and it's a pain for us. But if you're in Egypt or if you're in Sri Lanka where there's rioting for food, hey, you might not have enough food to feed your family. That's a real serious situation. You will go to the wall, for, to the mat for that one. And, 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 it's, and it's not just it's a really, I mean, it's a matter of life and death in some of these countries. It, 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 and this is what we're seeing. I, I give an example. We talked last week on the show about uh, Indonesia cutting off uh, the, the palm oil because there's a shortage of sunflower oil because I think uh, close to 20% of the world's sunflower oil comes from the Ukraine-Russia area. So cooking oil is in short supply. So Ukraine goes, oh, well, look, we're cutting off. I mean, not Ukraine, but Indonesia is cutting off the supply of uh, of uh, palm oil, which is used in that, because they can't afford for their country to go hungry. And the same day they did that, the price of soybean oil in the United States went up 3.5% on the commodities exchange. Well, this week, uh, India says, look, no more export of wheat. We need to make sure we have enough food for our people in India. This is what's happening all over the world. The United States is going to have to step up and export our agricultural products to help the rest of the world. It, 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 it adding an extra 5% ethanol and gasoline to knock the price of, of, of gasoline down 10% during the summer between June and September 15th, it, it's, it's going to cause a 9% increase in the demand for corn here. Well, you know, in theory, the corn could be used elsewhere in the world uh, to feed people. Now, maybe that specific corn doesn't work there, but, but you can make changes. And, and so, so Biden's Figuring, look, I got to keep the fuel of diesel, uh, of, of the cost of gasoline down, so I'm willing to sit there and pull some more food off the world's market. Well, that's disastrous for other countries around the world. And so these policies, I mean, there's people are going to starve because of these policies. Uh, as we talked about in the show, it's 12 to 13 percent of the world's protein has been cut off from Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus. And, and, and a huge amount of the world's fertilizer, which could be used to kind of over-fertilize other parts of the world to try to boost production. So we have a very serious food shortage. The price, the price of wheat was up about six and a half. Where was? Where's my number? Up six point three percent this week. This week alone. And, and so this is what we're dealing with. And and, and so. Again, you want to be in companies that make tractors, that make fertilizers, pesticides, uh, you know, uh, seeds, those type of things. People are going to pay up more. If they can't get the fertilizer, maybe they put a few more pesticides on the fields just to try to keep the bugs down because every marginal bit of, of, of production comes in. Uh, you know, when, uh, one of our farms, they actually fertilize. They rarely fertilize, uh, and, they, and they put some fertilizer down. Just because, and I think they're looking. Well, if we can get a bigger crop this year, we can, we're going to make more money for it. Uh, it, it, it. And so, so this is this is what we're dealing with: is shortages, and these things are, are ricocheting around the world. It's it's going to up. It's going to cause slowdown in the world. It's going to cause stagflation, which is a slowdown plus inflation at the same time. And so, all these things. So, you want to be in the things that take advantage of this. And, and so, again, we, we we talk a lot about these things that make a difference, but. Anyway, if you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be happy to try to get your questions answered. You can also listen live anywhere in the world by going to AM 1070, The Answer. Uh, and we also have our podcast on there as well, so you can catch the podcast. We have questions, Ted, where can I get the podcast? So we've got a lot of listeners. Also, uh, the Max Out Savings Report. We actually had some people sign up for the report as, as, as we're doing the show today. Just go to maxoutsavings.com 
sign up for the free report. It's completely free. We, we don't charge you. We don't call you up. We don't do anything. We put it out for you know, a decade or two now in uh, talking about all these issues, bringing these things to you beforehand. Uh, you know, we were probably ahead of anybody out there on the dangers of the coronavirus when most people said it was no big deal. I mean, we write a lot about these things. We've been talking about the inflation. We've been warning you what's going on. We, we were on, you know, we laid out the case for the for the massive overvalue based on capitalization of the tech sector. Uh, all these things we try to bring it ahead of you to help you understand the world today. So just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. You can also sign up for a. Uh, you can. I'll sit down with you and personally show you how we manage money at maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment and we'll set you up. I'd like to help you. We're here in Houston, Texas, and so. Uh, if you need some help, go to the website, but at least sign up for that free report. Now, let's take a look at what else do we have here? Uh, interesting story with Elon Musk and Twitter. We had a lot of, uh, not, I won't say a lot, but a couple of clients called up and wanted to know if they should invest in Twitter. Uh, and, and so, uh, which is unusual, we at Max Out Savings Advisors, we manage the money for them so they don't have to do anything, but there was some real interest. And we tell a People, if they have if they have an idea, or they want to run it by us, and even if it's for another portfolio they have, we'll be happy to, you know, give them our two cents worth for for, for free, you know, for what it's worth. But a couple calls on Twitter, we said stay away from it. Uh, Elon Musk came out. He said a couple interesting things. He, what let me see here. Uh, he said he said it's uh, he said that the, the the purchase of Twitter is temporarily on hold, uh, and and then he came back a few minutes later, and, 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 and he's still committed to the acquisition. So what's going on here? I, I, years ago, we, we actually did quite a bit of arbitrage, so I understand the business. Uh, a, a couple things. He appears to have lined up financing. So he, 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 at first, he said, look, I'm going to buy Twitter. I'm just going to margin the, my stock, and I'm going to buy it. He's lined up investors, a couple, a number of, of A-list uh, Silicon Valley people to come in with him on this deal. And then he, he's, he I think he's, he appears to have gone to the banks and, and gotten financing for the deal, more permanent financing, because I think he was a little nervous about the margin call, uh, interest. Uh, they appear to be looking. So what's going on here? And he said, Jim Brown, they appear to be looking to see what the number they have uh, bots. Twitter bots, which are, are not real people that are trying to act like real people. So, so I think he's going, look, they're looking at this thing going, look, what is really, how many people do you really have and how many fake people are on the system that maybe people put on for whatever reason? It, it, and he, this could be a negotiating tactic to maybe if things get worse to see, to see where, again, this is the worst tech route since 20, uh, since 1999, 2000. So it could be a negotiating tactic. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Twitter. I think it's probably still... If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Okay. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Ted, we have a caller to 713-339-1070. Welcome to the show. Can I ask your question? Hey, Hello? Ted. Morning. Uh, morning. Um, I noticed that the... Uh, dollar is getting very strong as the Fed raises interest rates. I see it pressuring gold. What, what's, how far can they take the dollar up? That's a really good question, and that's something we're looking at very closely here. Uh, this is a big move in the dollar. The dollar's broken out uh, above uh, – uh, let, me, let me pull a chart up here. It, it had a, a previous peaks in 2016 – and, and actually, 2000, in, right around March of 2020, during the, during the global pandemic, there was a rush for dollars. It's broken above that. And so it's, it's a big move up. Uh, some of the numbers on this are, where's uh, my note? The dollar's up about 6% since April, which is a huge move up. It, and, and it's up about 14% in the last 12 months. Uh, so, so this is a big move. It's up about 7% since the war in the Ukraine started. And, and this is a couple of things. It's pushed. There, there's, a, there's a global rush for dollars right now. Uh, I, I think as companies are trying to, everyone's trying to get liquidity, and I think it's pushing it up. It's also exporting inflation around the world. It, oil and gas and many uh, grains of their, their, their produce, 
they're, they're priced in dollars. So if, if, it, if it's going up in seven, it's gone up six percent since April or seven percent since the war. That means versus the Europeans or the Asians, we're paying seven percent less for our for oil than they are right now on, on a on a real uh, you know a, a term basis based on their currencies. It, 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 and so I, I think they're going to run into problems with this pretty quickly. Because a lot of these other countries are really start, they I think they're in much worse trouble than we are, and so so we'll see what happens. But but this is also going to force other companies, countries, excuse me, to raise interest rates. Uh, we we did some work work on this. This is a great question uh, versus the dollar right now. And, and and so what I did is I said, look, let's take a look at before this whole thing started. The dollar around 2020. Was uh, back uh, when the COVID came in. It was about 97. So since I guess that's actually that's right around where it's it's about up about seven percent since before the COVID started. And then I went and looked to see see where some of the commodities gold has only it's gone up only about 12 percent since 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 the before the COVID started. And why this is important is because they put about 40 percent more money into the system. Uh, on, on the money supply since then, you know, we've had massive runs up in deficits as well, it, it, and so gold is lagging that situation. So, so what if, if, that, if that makes sense? So they poured money, and looking during that time frame, uh, uh, oil is going up a hundred percent since before the COVID. Since before COVID, uh, if you look at copper, copper's up forty-three percent. So the twelve percent in gold, gold is lagging. I think they're trying to personally put it down. I think. Look, given the the increase in the dollar since the beginning of the year here, which has been very substantial, uh, uh, I think gold is actually holding up pretty well under that circumstance. So I, I don't think uh, it started up around 1650 or something like that at, at, before the uh, – let me pull up the chart here. Bear with me just a second because this is a great question, and I, I think really is one of the big questions we want to look at now. Let's see. Okay. Pull that up on a weekly basis, and where are we at? It was a, in February, it was about February 10th, gold was about $1,600. So this is before they had the biggest – Money spending since World War II, that biggest deficit spending, the biggest increase in the money supply in U.S. history, and it's only up 12%. So I don't think it's going to go much lower here. I think it's a good buy. Does that, does that answer the question? Yeah, and Ted, two other quick questions. Are we seeing margin liquidation with all this selling? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And how far do you think the Fed will take interest rates up? Uh, yeah, I, I I I I don't think they're going to hit the three and a half percent, just because I I think there's so much debt in the world. Uh, one thing you have to keep in mind: the, the, in the last seventy years, there's been no recession until Fed funds got to the three and a half percent, which is kind of what they're targeting. I think three point two five, which is the reason it's at three point two five, which is underneath the three and a half percent. So. But but I think what's happening is is between the margin liquidation as you talk about as declining asset prices they're hoping that's going to slow things down. Uh, I, I, I think I think there was a lot of damage done to the markets uh, th this week uh, 
I think we could uh, could uh, this without me. I'll expand in a minute, but does that answer that question? Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, yeah, that, it, it, these are really fascinating questions. I think gets back to it, but but the markets we've had liquidation in here and margin liquidation. It, and if you look at the the, the S and P five hundred, uh, it was it was down about two point four percent this week. It 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 got. Our target, and we kind of mentioned this a couple uh, uh, report uh, shows a while back, is, is was really was initial target was 3,800, which 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 and I think we mentioned that in the max out savings report, which is which is a a, a, a Fibonacci 30 uh, it's a 36 percent 36.8 percent retracement. It's a key number that every, that these technical people will look at from the bottom in, uh, uh, of, of the panic low of 2020. That's our target. It got within about uh, about 25 points of that. So I think you could see some type of rally here. There was also look. There was a huge sell-off in, in the in the crypto sector, uh, massive decline. There was rumors that that Coinbase said that if if they if they went to bankruptcy, people could lose their money, and that caused a, a huge drop in cryptos. Uh, it, 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 gold was off about 3.9% uh, this week. I think there was a lot of selling from the crypto people as well, in addition to the stronger dollar. The, the, a lot of the crypto people, none of them trust the Federal Reserve at all. And, uh, and a lot of them own gold and silver. They were hit as well. And a lot of these guys were hit with margin calls uh, and, and selling. And, 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 and so there seemed to be a cup Thursday, there seemed to be some real stabilization. They came out and, and, and Coinbase said they were going to be okay. Uh, there, there was also uh, the Senate, interestingly, approved uh, approved uh, uh, Jerome Powell as for he had not as we talked about he had not been finally approved, the president appointed but he had not been approved by the Senate. The Senate approved him, which means I think they they, they look we don't want any we don't want any rumors of, of Powell stepping down or not being approved causing a bigger disaster here. I think they're really working to try to stabilize the situation right now in, in the markets. I think you could get some type of rally. If we don't get a good rally from here, then we're going down to 3,500. I think this is probably a bear market rally. The rally was not on a stronger volume like it should have been. Uh, we, we adjusted some of our portfolios this week to some extent, uh, and, and we're just watching this very closely to see. Uh, I, I think this is also going to put – I think there's now some real pressure to try to come up with, as we've been saying for a, a number – for over a month. We really believe when it comes to the Russia-Ukraine war, we don't need any more tough talk. We don't need to hear any more war criminal remarks. We need to sit there and see people at the table. We need to see people talking. It, we, you know, we don't need a nuclear war or something else in here. Or you know, or you know, a tactical nuke going off in order to encourage peace talks. I think we should do it now. I, I think uh, I think on the U.S. side, I, I think the falling markets, I think the concerns about the food shortages around the world are really starting to pressure uh, uh, people to get to the peace talks uh, as well. Uh, the uh, you know, as people know, we're not a huge supporter of this war. I mean, we, we you know, I think there's been thirty three hundred and eighty. One civilians uh, killed in the Ukraine, and I'm looking and going, wait, there's 71,000 people who died of fentanyl last year or last 12 months in this country. I mean, this is where we should be fighting. But, but, but I think there's now real 
I think there seems to be some push behind the scenes. Let's look. Nobody wants this thing to get out of control, and we have to try to stabilize this. We've got to get our, we've got to get the food and the fertilizers moved in some of these places so we can tr- before we have uh, starvation in some parts of the world. So I, I think there's some positives happening. There seems to be some moves to try to stabilize the markets. So we'll, we'll see if it holds in here. I mean, there's now fear that, that we could go into. I think we're going to go into some type of slowdown. But, but, but keep in mind, if most comp- companies out there are looking for workers, it, if things slow down, they just might go, look, we're just doing a hiring freeze. Whereas before, if there was plenty of workers and things slowed down, they would start, well, we're, we've got to cut the workforce 5%. Well, if, if, they, if, if they're 5% understaffed, you know, they, maybe the answer is we'll just freeze the, the hiring. So, so this, this is what makes this one a little tougher to see. I, again, I think it's going to be more of a stagflationary, a slowdown with inflation. So this is something we want to watch. If we get a settlement in, 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 with Russia, that could, that could also lift, lift uh, drop the price of oil and gas, in particular gasoline and diesel. Remember, we're shipping huge amounts of our diesel and distillates, which is gasoline and diesel, over to Europe because they're losing the Russian, which they got about 40% of their diesel from. So this is it's really jacking up the price of fuel. This is going to hurt Biden in the midterms. And so he's got to try to do something. So, so I think behind the scenes, things are starting to happen here. So, so we'll just kind of watch this closely and sort of see where all this goes. But 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 it but it, it we're still dealing with a world of shortages and we, we, we as we talk, as we've got to remember that uh, China is is shut down for uh, for the COVID Shanghai and many big cities uh, and there's not a lot of exports coming out of China you know we're still not sure we don't believe we're getting the full story of what's going on in China you know there's a lot of different theories on that I, I'm just not convinced the, the one reason is is COVID because it really doesn't make much sense because everyone here is getting COVID and, you know, most people are doing okay. And you're kind of like, why would you shut the country down? And maybe, you know, so anyway, but uh, so I think that's what we're dealing with now. A lot of cross currents, the shutdown, the the Ukraine war, the inflation, the supply chain issues, the food issues, uh, you know, uh, where are we going to go? And so this is pressuring the market here. Where are the interest rates going to go up? This is the biggest move in interest rates since 1980, which is, you know, 40 years ago. And the thing to keep in mind, behind the scenes, there's a lot of car- – there's a lot – not behind the scenes, but there's a lot of cards. People have lost a lot of money in the market. What are the trading houses? Who's lost money on these grain operations? Who's, who, who's committed that they can't deliver? Yeah, who, you know, where – Okay, so who, where, where are the problems? And so then some of those are going to start coming out. So I think they're trying to work to stabilize things. And this is this point for the market to stabilize and, and rally up here. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I, I think there's a lot of stocks that are just completely blown up. So the question is, do you get just a short-term bear market rally or is this a bottom? And that's going to be the, the thing to figure Uh I'm not convinced it, it, it's a bottom yet. I, I think it, it could go lower into, into the summer, so we'll have to just kind of see. Anyway, you got to get a quick question. You get in here, 713-339-1070, very quickly. Uh, the other thing, as, as we talked about earlier, what we really think this is, is this is the culmination of a lot of big trends that are reversing, and it's changing up how you invest over the long term. Instead of going into indexing, 
funds and, and long-term, in, uh, you know, S&P 500 index, small cap and mid cap, and then and then mid-term, long-term bonds and overseas bond portfolio, you've got to be a much more targeted investor. You have to have higher levels of cash in the world we live in today. You have to, instead of long-term bonds, you go shorter term, much more targeted. As we talked about at the beginning of the show, the people in the oil and gas sector, in grains, in metals, those in stable demand, you too, they're making money in this market. I mean, I know that's hard to believe, which is as much as doubt, but. This is like the 70s. It, it's a different world. That was, it was 40 years ago, over 40 years ago. So it's a different style of investing. So instead of indexing, which is, it, it's going to be much more of a of a of a targeted stock picking type of environment. And so I think you want to understand that, and you also understand the risk is much greater in the world than we've seen in a long time. And and, and so it's going to take time for this stuff to work out. The inflation, as we talked about, the big trends. Are still there. The wage price inflation is, is there. People need raises. I mean, as, as much as food and energy are going up, they're all it's food, energy, clothing, furniture, everything you, you touch is going up. And so that's going to so companies are giving workers bigger raises. And those that's what's called sticky inflation. That that doesn't go down as quickly as other things. Anyway, if you need some help, uh, go to our website maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for that free Max Out Savings Report, and, and, or you can also request an appointment with me. I'll sit down and show you how we manage money. Uh, but at a minimum, sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report. Remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. I hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.